117 vegetable forward makes me want to say vegetable ho like land ho whisper in your lover's ear text the soundhawk 303-548-6877 soundhawk dressed in white we had a photo shoot yeah we did and then you're gonna go do some house painting later Mm -mm. Mm -mm. no Mm -mm. all right do you have peanut butter in your mouth what's going on i'm very thirsty oh well i can pour some tea in a second still steeping 303-548-6877. 303-548-6877. Text me. Skater boy doesn't give out his number. No, it's a secret. Very secret. Uh, why, why are we calling this Vegetable Forward, Mark? What's going on here? Red Twist goes to San Francisco with the youngest child. Okay. I think I saw some photos of that floating around on the interwebs. Well, beautiful. I mean, look at this salad. This will make it the show image. It's insane. It looks like it's I, falling off the plate, I, though. I, I What's think going it, on with that picture? Just, it's... That's part of the presentation. The bounty is so bountiful that and it this is the overfloweth off the plate. The least impressive photo of the one she took of her food. Oh, well then. Food porn. Good job picking it for the lead. An orgy of food porn picks. Why wouldn't you pick the best one for our... I couldn't find it. Oh. It's on her phone still. You don't have access Al's to that, Al's Place. San Francisco, Mission District, I believe. Al, Mission... That sounds right. Mission District. Okay. Vegetable Forward Cuisine. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I think I've heard this before, but no. One Michelin star, Al's Place. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. How do you know? Who hasn't heard of Al's Place, dude? Come on. I haven't heard of Al's Place. I didn't know anything about it. I'm more of an insider when it comes to the I just like vegetable for Yeah, I bet you are back in the... Isn't that a smart approach? Mm. Yeah. That's the most delicious vegetables and salad she'd ever had? Thumbs up? I don't think it was... It was pricey, but not insanely pricey. Well, and most of the meat on the menu, I think it was like when available or something. Yeah, and it's just a little, little, little bits here and there, a little bit of accent, there's side a, dish. There's a tab on their website too. Uh, large parties, they can accommodate parties up to six. So, I guess that's large in San Francisco. Speaking that's why vegetable forward, because that's the way we should all be eating. It would be wise. I think I, I for body, planet, mind. It's natural, planet. Mark. It is so it natural. Is natural vegetable forward. Speaking of restaurants, though, last week we dug into uh, some bubbling drama around Onefold, which is a What's Denver there? restaurant. Can you get in there with six people? I would dare not ask. But, uh, oh, it's, it's good that you interrupted me as I was saying that. Right as I'm trying to explain the, uh, the, the, uh, bullshit. the segment that we had on last week's show, you interrupt me. I got, we got, this, we got, I got a, this text from you. We got a comment on Reddit. Um, we posted to the Denver subreddit. Thank you for this doing that, Hot Josh. Denver News. Marketing Maven. Mm. I really wanted to know what happened, but oh, I good. could, but I could not make it past two minutes of that podcast. Ooh. The one guy not telling the story would not shut the fuck up. Dot dot dot. Oof. Yeah, but you know what? Who's that? Who said that? Uh, the terrible one, right? Or no, the horrible one. Yeah, horrible. He is horrible. She is horrible. It is horrible. I stand by my performance. I listened to the tape. Yeah, I interrupted. Yeah, that's and the only it, way I get a fucking word in edgewise in this show. Oh, man. 
Longtime listeners are accustomed to frequent interruptions. I don't, I stand by it. You know what? You know what? That could be a uh, Neri. Neri. That could be one fold. I don't want to listen to this podcast. He's the horrible one. Who knows? It could be. It's an anonymous Although name. Although there were suspiciously few typos in that comment, so. And it does hurt just a little bit because it's probably true. Well, and was it in that? I probably sa- interrupt more than you, don't I? Oh, big time. <laughs> God. It's the reason people want to listen to the show. They can't make it past two minutes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was it in that segment, though, that you encouraged encourage someone to yeah. eat a dick salad? Ten dick salad. A ten dick salad? It's a hell of a, yeah. Because our, our listener, uh, justthetip.org. He hadn't heard that. He loved it. He hadn't. And I mean, he's, his handle is just the tip. He must know about You'd think he'd know dick about salad. dick salads. You know, one at a time. One he, at knows a time. A, he knows about dick tip salad, but not ten whole dick one salad. One at a time, yeah. That's more like eating. It's almost like, a, over. it's almost like a heart of palm. Mm. Laying uncut in your mm. salad, across mm. your salad. Mm. Speaking of salad, Mark, Soylent. Remember Soylent? Of course I remember Soylent. Who are you talking to? Well, I mean, maybe for first-time listeners, you could, you know. Ah, fuck the first-time okay, listeners. Okay, Soylent closes $50 million in uh, Series B round. Big deal. Led by GV. Google Ventures, baby. There you go. Mm-hmm. Google's in Soylent. Yeah. Soylent is Google. Soylent is people. It's all coming together. It's all coming out of that valley. Your whole future. Till that valley floods. In your body, in your brain. I was techies. reading an article about a, there's like a big chunk of, uh, it's like called the Doomsday Iceberg. I forget mm-hmm. the name of it. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Sean. But it's huge. Huge. Yep. And- they expect that it will, it will collapse quite suddenly, and it could. This seems a bit uh, outrageous to claim, but get your phone away. Don't tell me how to run my. Operation. Clearly, somebody needs to. Uh, it, could, it could cause it could, it could cause sea levels Rapid to rise like ten feet, rise. T- uh, feet at a time. Ten feet at a time. That's that's what I'm saying. Silicon Valley flooded. You know what? And not with innovation, Mark. Bring seawater. Bring it, Sean. I don't I'm not think afraid it's called of you anymore, Sean. Sean. What are you talking about, Sean? I'm tired of living in fear. Well, there's not much point to it. It's not natural. What? Living in fear. Soylent has received a total of $74.5 million in funding to date. Previous investors in the company include Y Combinator and Alexis Ohanian, co-founder of Reddit. There you go. That's why I put Full that circle, in there. Full circle, baby. I want to give you a little perspective from Christopher Mims over at The Journal. Okay. The Wall Streeter. Mims the word. Insiders know. Journal. They sure do, Kingmaker. Perspective. $50 million is a all-caps ginormous amount of investment for a consumer packaged good company's goods company with this few products. That's a good point. Don't they only have like three things? They make the Soylent super oily. They got the powder. Not sweet beverage mix. I think they got the powder. And I think they got the ready to drink. And now they've added two new flavors to the ready to drink. And then they had the bar. But they also have a coffee product. That's one of the other flavors. There's a nectar. A oh, no, oh, 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 you might be right. The coffee is its own product. Does it have a separate skew number? Probably does. You insiders and your skews. If you want to hear people talking skews. You've come to the right place. Yeah. Two new drink flavors, delicious cacao and fruity nectar. You're right. It's separate from the coffeeist. Uh-huh. Oh, such a... Who's the insider? Drink. Hard to tell. Coffeeist bar powder, all products. All right. I, I guess the bar is back for sale. Remember when they had to pull that because of the... The uh, foodborne illness? Yeah. Well, suppose it. Alleged. 
Alleged. Oh, excuse me. This will make you more of a carny angle. Um, alleged. Alleged. Domino's. That's an alleged elevator fart right there. I didn't do it. Domino's Pizza. Mark, you remember the Noid? <laughs> do, I do you remember avoiding the Noid? <gasps> Wasn't the Noid one of our shows? I, I remember the, the Noid, Noid was a show oh, image at I'll one point. Put that in the newsletter. Is our- Good luck finding that. Shit. Um, so Domino's being very Noid-like, standing its ground against animal rights extremists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is this Brownfield Ag News? I don't huh? know, but I don't, I'm not sure I like them. Domino's? No, they're kind of dicks. No, Brownfield. Oh. Why? Uh, it seems like they're, there's something about the tone of it. I don't know. I'm they not have familiar an agenda? with the outlet. Okay. It seems like it was very sympathetic to... To Domino's? Fuck those extremists well, fighting for animal rights. Well, because listen to what Domino says. Well, I know because I read and put this article in here, but you go ahead. Says uh, Domino's spokesman Tim McIntyre, we will never tell a farmer how to farm. We will never never tell a rancher how to raise his or her animals. That's so you would angle. expect an ag news right. paper to be excited by but that. But that's the angle. That's why they're like, it's not our job to decide what's right for the farmer and the farm animal. It's the farmer's job. But it's your job to decide what to buy. The, exactly. For what reasons? Don't skirt fucking responsibility, and you know why. And Tim says, "The best. This is listen to this shit. The best answer is to be deaf, to not hear them." And that's D E A F, not D E F. Yep. Don't be. You this guy be is. Deaf. This guy is not fucking down. All those animal rights activists. Don't, don't to not hear them, to not respond, to not give them a platform. The biggest mistake we make is believing that they are reasonable people. We've learned they're not. That's why they're called extremists. Hardline dominoes. I don't know if that's true anymore, my friend, because the extreme has become the mainstream. That's right. You got all sorts of other um, restaurant chains adopting stricter animal welfare policies. All of them. Oh, all of them, huh? Except for, what was the one that didn't give a shit? Domino's? No, remember? The one that wanted in the hand, the handheld food had to be small enough you could hold it in your hand. Oh, that does sound familiar. Remember that? Carl's Jr.? (laughs) Was it Carl's Jr.? Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, it's Taco Bell. They're no, like, it's Yum brand. All the Yum brands. Yeah, that's Taco Bell and Domino's. He's like, we could give a shit. We haven't done anything to health it up. Um, late addition to the uh, upfront news, Mark. Hi- highway bees. Yeah. Highway bees. Well, I know all about street bees. Tell me well, about highway, highway bees. bees. This comes to us from Nine News. Uh, interstate. Local outlet? Co- Colorado Nine News, yes. And that would be? KUSA, I think. Who's on Nine News? Some anchors. Kyle. With nice hair. Kyle. Orton. No, he was a football player. He was, uh, that's in the face. Uh, who's the meteorologist? Kathy. Is it Kathy Sabin? Kathy Sabin is what I'm thinking. The bell of the ball. That's The me. bell of the uh, weather ball. There can only be one bell. Okay. Ball. Interstate 76 is getting a new name. A resolution just passed by Colorado lawmakers is des- designating a stretch of the highway as Colorado Pollinator Highway. <gasps> you know who loves that news. Yep. Oops. Daniel Bielo. We. Oui. Which episode's that, Mark? Yeah, it's a good one. Why don't you hop on SoundCloud and find it? <sighs> Why would you? Because I'm reading. I-76, is that the one to Boulder? No. Well, no. 76 is the one that goes up to Longmont, doesn't it? <laughs> How could we not? I think 76 is the is here to Boulder. No? That's 36, 36 bro. 36. Yep. 76 yeah. is the one that goes through... Uh, Sean Town and goes great, out great. east. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. What are you licking your finger for? <laughs> uh, and again? There's something stuck on my keyboard. I Clean it on your own time. <laughs> Don't put us through that. Dude, so I'm not blowing kisses at you. The new designation of I-76 from Denver to Nebraska. So there you go. Is that cleared up for you? Is a way to raise I awareness know. and Those educate. Set, 
Oh my God. See? Doesn't seven. This is why no one listens. How do I say something? Wait till I'm done reading the fucking quote. Mm. That'd be the first step. Sounds much fun. Well, you're supposed to be looking up an episode. Street Bees 95. Well done. They want to raise awareness and educate people about how important pollinators like honeybees are to the state. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, Mark, you want to read the quote from Joyce Kennedy, the mm-hmm. coordinator for People and Pollinators Action Network? Mm-mm. We can do that by planting lots of flowers, and we work with homeowners, neighborhoods, and also large landscapes. So we are thinking as the, of the state as a whole and how important habitats can be increased. So there you go. Highways, byways, backyards, streets. B-ways. B-ways. Boom. That's how you do it, Mark. Looking Sounds out like for good news. That is good news. Good job. More highways. Let's do, let's, let's take this nationwide, Mark. Let's go global. Wait, who decided to do this? The state. Lawmakers. They did something. And the people and pollinator, people, the coordinator for people and pollinators action network, PPAN. PPAN. I'm guessing they were lobbying on behalf yeah, of this. Yeah, got it. Okay. Makes okay. sense. I love it. Good news. It's hard to find good news. That's some good news. Yeah. Here's some, uh, here's James some. James Comey was fired. In the month of May. Yep. James You're going to do the Comey whole thing, huh? From the it's like I can close my eyes and just see listeners drifting away. Just falling like, like dead bees. Had Hillary's emails. Like bees poisoned by pesticides. All right. For All right. For the, for the uh, three of you still listening. Well, Father John Misty for We you. have a natural reaction. Mm. To something rather unnatural. Ooh, do tell, because nothing piques my interest like what uh, is to come. A designer, a designer has turned iconic items into face masks. I don't know why that says face basks. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> this comes for us uh, from High Snobiety, mm. near my old stomping ground. Uh, Sneakerheads around the globe would have been mortified, mortified, had they seen Chinese designer... Zhijun Wang cutting up and seemingly destroying Mark a perfectly good pair of Yeezy Boost 320 or 5, 350 V2s. Oh, that's a good one. That's Kanye's shoe. That's your boy. Yeah, but the 350 V2. Mm. It's the most choice cut. But then they wouldn't have known what he was planning to create a dope beluga face mask. Uh, we'll, we'll get this image up on Instagram at some point. But What is beluga? Like the whale? This is what they're calling it. That's the name of this face mask he's calling it. This guy makes face masks out of things. I believe he makes face basks. Face basks. But this one, you can see there's a picture of a young lady wearing it, and uh, it's very stylish. But that's, that's, the, that's where this is going. Dirty air is becoming so commonplace mm. that now face masks are a fashion statement, Mark. They're not just dime store. You don't pick up a pack of three of them. You got your <laughs> Yeezy Boost face masks. A greater adoption would be achieved if people could uh, personalize them, get cute with them, fashion them up. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's a grim reality. What you're saying is that face basking, face basking is the new natural. Not quite what I'm saying. What do you mean? I'm saying that uh, we wear clothing for specific yeah. reasons. You know, it helps us out and sort of protects us from the elements. That's natural. Keeps us warm. Right. Very natural. So the adoption of clothing was born out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And so now, and, and clothing, but after that happened, clothing became a canvas for artistic people. Look at these Zubas. I'm expressing myself with these Dayglo Zubas. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying uh, once something becomes that commonplace, it becomes open ground for expression. It's very natural to me. It is natural. It's a, it's, a, it's a new natural. It's not the new natural. It's a 
new natural. Okay. Let's be clear. Okay. Wang is based in Beijing and has managed to turn this year's hottest release into a tool with which to battle the city's crippling pollution problem. Citizens are now advised to wear masks, or wear the masks. Um, um, maybe not the, these masks, but just masks in general. Um, but until now, have lacked fashionable choices. Wang says the masks are both very comfortable and entirely functional and are currently generating a whole lot of heat on the gram. Who'd you get to fix that fridge? I don't know, man. You're the only one who hears it. You d- again, you're distracting from the, the momentum of the show. That noise is it's making ice. You can't do anything about that. Okay. That just happens when it's making ice. You know? Face basking. So thoughts on face basking, Mark? I think the term is actually good. <clears throat> face basket. All right. You're, it's, it's a basket for your face. I'm saying they should not call it a face mask because then you're thinking helmets, football. You're thinking all these other things. Call it a face bask. That's oh, a but a basket carries something. This carries your your natural health. Does it? Yes. Okay. And I also think. What do you think, Mark? Do you have a question? We should introduce those. I guess I'll ask the tarot. I <laughs> don't. You tell me if this. I was saying, should we start wearing these around Denver to get people hip to the future? Of okay. Natural. Okay. I guess we can try that. It's a very pointed question we for could, the tarot. I mean, I, don't, I can come up with another one. I don't want to waste my tarot reading. All right. Well, while I'm shuffling, you think if there's something. You, I mean, a personal reading is always a little more entertaining. Are you having any uh, any personal problems? Any health problems? Oh my god. Yeah. See if I'm gonna have a heart attack. You want me to ask? <laughs> that's your question. Am I? Are you gonna have a heart attack? Yeah. Like ever, or in the next? No, I would say yeah. Like, um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Is Mark going to That's have... my latest thinking on my sorghum's disease, is that it's actually like I've got a, like an artery somewhere that's really clogged up. <sighs> you think that would make you tight of breath? Well, totally. Maybe you have blood clots in your lungs. Maybe I just have anxiety. James Comey was fired! All right, this is a classic three-card tarot reading. Is Mark going to have a heart attack? No, 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 it hurts. Past. I don't want to know. I don't want to know that. Present. I don't want to know that. Future. I want to know about the novel I'm writing. I did. Oh, you son of a what man. novel? What's your novel about? Oh, I wish I could tell you, but it's early stages. Well, then how can I ask a question? Uh, you can see if I'm going to finish it. <laughs> how, how far in are you? A couple pages. What? <laughs> Wait, when did you start writing the novel? That was the weirdest, novel? shortest... What was that? It wasn't it was even just a, a match. It wasn't even a full it was one. A totally regular one. Okay. Um, when did you... I didn't know you started a novel. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't because I, I didn't interrupt enough to get my thoughts into the show. Ooh. James Comey was fired. All right, man. So clearly your novel is some sort of mm-hmm. love letter to Father John Misty. There's love involved. In his infant... It's about... Infancy. It's about this girl... Oh, who she she goes out on a smoke break. Oh, that's the- <laughs> and there's a small child. <laughs> wow, <laughs> sounds so and they familiar. go on a road trip up into the mountains. Okay, uh, I'm touched that that inspired your story, Mark. Yeah, you're welcome. So nope, you didn't say thank you. Are we asking? Um, I don't you- want to know if I'm a heart. If I'm going to have one, I'm going to have one. I don't want to know. You so you do believe in the power of the tarot? Clearly, because you're oh, afraid. Shit. This is a true test. Yeah, you right could here. ruin my weekend right now. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't I know, ruin my but, weekend. Okay, but th- this is good, though. By you not wanting me to re- ask, answer that question, it proves that you believe in the tarot. Because if you didn't believe in the tarot, you wouldn't give a shit if it said you were going to have a heart attack. That's true. So you are a metaphysical being. 
You are spirit. <laughs> you are spiritual, Mark. I'm a metaphysical. I am. I am a metaphysical being. All right. So you want no heart attack prog- prognostication? No, I don't want to know. All right. So you believe in the power of tarot. Oh, boggle. Yeah. You're, you're in a catch-22 right now. Oh, I am. I'm stuck. All right. So what's your damn question, man? I'm stuck in a I already have to draw place. a new question or new cards. Mm. These were for the heart attack. <laughs> I'm just going to look what and were see they? what they were. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. You, we should probably do them. They were good? Yeah. Let's do them. <laughs> no, no. They were, like, positive. They're, they're good. <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean good? I don't know the past. Oh, Jesus. This is the 10. I don't like this question. Of What is he holding? He's got, like, a bushel of cocks. He's making a dick salad. <laughs> look at this guy. It's a 10 dick salad card. Is that wands? Is it the 10 of wands? It's a... Herbiger oh, yes, it is. Good things to come. So the past, Mark. Ten Plenty. of wands. A um, full belly. Okay. Okay. A man oppressed by the weight of the ten staves which he is carrying. Oh, shit. Divinatory meanings. A card of many significances. And some of the readings cannot be harmonized. Oh. I said, this is like, all of a sudden, this, this little zine goes into the first person here. This is weird. <laughs> oh, Whoa. <laughs> Calm down. Take a deep breath. Oh. It's going to be okay. You just threw over a card that says I have coronary artery disease. You just peeked out. I'm just carrying. That is not what it says. I haven't even read the thing yet. Did you hear the ice? That was the ice, Mark. It's done making ice. I got to stop. I got to calm down. I set aside that which connects it with honor and good faith. It is oppression simply, but it is also fortune, gain, any kind of success of these things. It is also a card of false seeming, disguise, Perfidy, 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 scent. The place which the figure is approaching may suffer from the rods that he carries. This is very trippy. Success is stultified if the nine of sword follows. I'm not listening. And if it is a question of a lawsuit, there will be certain loss. (laughs) Reversed uh, difficulties, intrigues. Um, man, this is a this is a heavy card right here. But this is your past, Mark, so it makes sense. Yeah, I'm teed up. Is what that says. <laughs> your past is fraught with with worry and uh, suffering, <laughs> oppression. Yep, totally. I'm oppressed. Well, you're a prisoner of your own mind. We know that. Yeah. Long time listeners know that. Uh, Long time listeners can go suck a tending salad. <laughs> <laughs> they know that ninety percent of your problems originate. I think you're supposed to eat it, not suck it. And that big little brain ears. Oh, you son of a bitch. All right, the present. Did you you know that Einstein's brain was, I don't know, like 70% the size of a normal brain? That's what I'm saying. Small heads. Yep, you got all, you know what? I bet, because you know what what makes a smart brain is the more folds there are in the brain. It's so full. Because the more folds you have, the more uh, neurons, right, that you have connecting. Totes. So, dude, your big brain is crammed into that small cranium, so it's like stuffed in there. My brain is so folded. They had to like crunch it and fold it to fit it in there. So you got extra folds. I got a lot of folds. That's why you're the kingmaker. I'm not the king. You don't maker. just have one fold. I've moved on. You don't have one fold. You have many folds. One fold. And speaking of folds, here's your wrinkle mark. The present is the <laughs> devil. <laughs> Holy shit. The I, devil. You have, what are you doing to me? <laughs> God, I spilled tea all over my computer. Oh, dude, I'm going to have the heart attack right now. Oh, you're going to be God. fine, man. I'm not going to be fine. 
ravage, violence, force, vehemence, extraordinary efforts, fatality. Oh! <laughs> Damn it! You know what? You're going to flip the future card and it's just going to be blank because there's no future. <laughs> You're going to have a heart attack right here on this podcast. <laughs> oh my God, excuse me. Uh, that which is predestined, but not for this reason, evil. So there's predestiny here. Yeah. I was born predestined <laughs> for a massive clogged artery. I've been carrying uh, the burden for years. Now I'm the, the, the devil is at my door. <sighs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be this Yeah, crazy. you did know. I didn't know what the devil meant. You looked at you like, oh, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Kill me. What's the next it's, one? It's good radio, man. Come on. Oh, great. That's what I want to remember. Hey, Mark. Good news. Good news. Good news. The star. Oh, there's a... See? There's a naked lady there. What's she doing? She's the star, buddy. That's me in the afterlife? (laughs) You keep making me puff out. Where's the star? Things will be okay for you after the big bad event. Once you're out of here. Yes. The star. Loss. Theft. Privation. Of life. Abandonment. Ugh. Although another reading suggests hope and bright prospects in the future. Reversed arrogance, impotence, haughtiness. I am not impotent. Well, that's what this card is saying. You want to you go towards the hopeful future. You want to reverse. You want to stop being arrogant about your health. There, there's a certain arrogance in thinking that like Ugh. you have all these rare disorders. Like you're that special. Rare. Sorghums. Number one killer. Sorghums? Lightness, lightheaded. Shortness of breath. I'm feeling nauseous right now. I'm about to break <laughs> out in a cold sweat. <laughs> you are sweaty. I see. I from where I'm sitting, this is actually a this is a good reading. Sharp pain in my left arm. Because this this is perfect. Because look, no, not really. Yeah, it is. You got the these, these ten of wands, right? You've been carrying these staves, Mark. I have been your whole life. Well, maybe not your whole eh. life. When uh, can you trace it back? When was the first time you felt significant discomfort such that it threw you into a tailspin of terror, <laughs> of health terror, hypochondria? Uh-huh. I would, I would go with the uh, back, which would be right at the birth of the second child. We're talking about seven years ago. Okay. So before that, you were footloose and uh, fancy I didn't, free? I didn't really care. I didn't really think about it much. When you were- I knew how to have a good when time. When you were globetrotting. When you were letting Sherpas- Zip it. Um, so back in those days, you didn't, you didn't worry about death. Oh, no. I, I got, remember, I got appendicitis, which yeah. is a killer if untreated. Mm-hmm. Not in the modern Western but it didn't, world, but guess what? I wasn't in the modern Western world. I was climbing up Mount Machapuchere. On a Sherpa's elbow. Fishtail. And I said, up we go. And up the Sherpa went to and, his elbow. And look at me now. All right. Well, that's I not, can't make it through this podcast. Well, no, but okay, but you had this appendicitis. It didn't oh. derail you, but then like something, something more permanent, like it back set, pain. It set the, it set the terrain to derail me. These 10, these 10 staves, Mark, are your back pain. Get your table. And the other things that you've piled on over the last seven years, back pain, okay. sorghums. I'm listening to the reading. Intuit uh, me. What else? What else? There's been back pain, sorghums, cracked ribs, congestion, eh. a lot of hypochondria, a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, medication? What? I mean, are you on any antidepressants or anything? Oh, no. Okay. I'm so, on an uh, uh, acid reflux. Thing. You're on acid right now? Yep. You I really do love Father dose. John Mystery. Okay. Mystery? Mystery. <laughs> uh, 
No, the mystery is right here. Actually, this is not a mystery. The present is the devil because in your present moment, Mark, yeah. you're imprisoned yeah. by, by fear of death. That's true. An ailment. True. So this is your present. This is the devil staring you in the face. Right. And you're not slapping his face out of your face. You're just batting your eyes like a little lamb. I'm running away. Scared. No more. The star is here, suggesting hope, Mark. So long as you can let go of this arrogant notion that the devil somehow cares about you. You're just another fleshy polyp, Mark, blowing around in the breeze on battleship Earth. So you got to stop thinking of yourself as so important. Lose some, shed some of the self-importance. Oh, yeah, I don't shed care some if of I'm... the, shed some of the ego. You shed ego. You care less about, you know, the em, the That's imminent true. death that awaits you. Now or in fifty years, one I or the don't, other. As as your tarot reader, Mark. No oh, boy. I'm delighted to tell you that I do not believe you are going to have a heart <laughs> That's attack. That's my tarot therapist. Yeah, I'm your therapist. Therapist, you you are not going to have a heart attack. Therapist, you will die of some other malady, I'm sure. Yep. Cancer. You do see, I do see you. I don't see you dying a sudden violent death. Oh, you son of a bitch! That's the only one you want. No. What about us, like dying in your sleep? Oh. I didn't say I didn't I see that. I, not sudden and violent. It must be long, protracted, and miserable. No, no, no. I don't see sudden violent. I see uh, brief. Oh. A brief illness. Do you? Okay. A brief and actually, I think mostly you'll just die of old age. Oh, but that's what Jenny says. You'll get sidelined by some like kind of pansy illness. But, it, <laughs> but, you, but to you, it'll be like, you'll be like, oh God, this hay fever, it's going to take me. So that's how I see you going out. Jenny looks at me and is like, nah, you're going to just get to suffer in your own head for, watch all of us go and you'll still be there thinking you're about to go. <laughs> that's what she says to you? kind of mean. Wow, you guys have some intense conversations. Oh, whoa, could that be her right now? Oh, maybe. Should I pick up? Yeah, why don't you see who that is? Hello? Je nope. Oh, no, yeah. no, it's a patron. It's a oh, patron. it's a patron, okay. Uh, yeah, so we're, uh, we're on Patreon. We're Natch9000 on Patreon. You go there, you support the show for $4 a month. You get uh, a, a Stardust and snow Snowflake, what? A Stardust and Snowflake welcome kit. They asked what the name of that uh, soundscape was. Oh, Yasa. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, go to, Patre go to Patreon, Natch9000. We got the buttons. The buttons look Yeah, yeah, good. you'll get buttons. You'll get, do we tell them everything? Just the buttons. We don't want to leak what else we got. No, you can tell them what's in the kit. I there's heard. buttons. Yeah, um, there's buttons. There's a bookmark. There's a bookmark. Uh, featuring some stretches. Podcasting some stretches. podcasting stretches. Then you've also got... Uh, Oh, you get a, a postcard plucked from Red Twist's postcard collection. She doesn't listen. Special. Yeah, right. Uh, what else do you get? Oh, you're going to get a glossy photograph of the two of us. Oh, we took the photo today. You... Yeah. Well. We're ready for action, I'll tell you what. You're also going to get uh, two handwritten poems, one by Mark and one by myself. Special. And is that it? They can hear you. That's why I'm... Oh, okay. Um, maybe like a tuft of pubic hair. Nope, you don't get that. Oh, okay. Oh, a little spritz of perfume, perhaps? <laughs> We'll perfume it. Okay. So that's what you get. All right. Where are we now, Mark? What's happening? You can play some music before I die. Oh, you're not going to die. I don't think I am, but... I mean, you will die, but not anytime soon. Uh, God willing. You'll this be show is just taken off. You'll be rattling around for another 50 years at least. Uh, we, have, we have the song Salix and His Soil. Hmm. 
Um, the band is actually called Sleep Party People. This, I need to fix the Google Doc. Uh, this is a Copenhagen-based band led by Brian Batts. And he and his five-piece, they wear rabbit masks, Mark, during their live performances. He and his cod-piece. And I have it on good authority. Eat a salad. That this album called Lingering. Sleep Party People? It finds Bats shedding his guard to create some of the most personal and accessible material of his career, Mark. Oh, I... You ready for that? Sleep Party People.
back. Mm. How you feeling, Mark? Mm. You still shaken <laughs> by the news that you're going to get old and it's die a- of hay fever? I'll be all right. That was pretty good. That was good. What if all your maladies are just like a pollen allergy or something? It's not. I was tested for pollen. I'd, I'd take the test again. This is Natch, the Natural Living Podcast. I don't think I've said that yet. This <laughs> is forgot. the Natural Living Podcast. But this, no, this is like the natural, but it's like the food news eventually segment. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, nope. not, not really. One out of three. Hey, one out of three ain't bad. Why some adults, even into their 40s, still see the pediatrician. Do tell. Leah Samuel, Stat News. Do you remember your pediatrician? Dr. Scott, baby. Fuck yeah. Love Dr. Dr. Bonnerat. Scott. Me too, right? Yeah. Do you, do you love your doctor now? I like her. Eh. Hey, she, uh, eh. she entertained my whole tinnitus <laughs> from aliens story. You got a flag for that one. No, but she knows she little uh, pink sticky for the file. There, she's got a bit of tarot in her, my doctor, and that's why I like her. Okay. Okay. I think she listened to my story and maybe didn't believe it. I'm not even sure I believe that's what happened, but that's what seemed to happen. That's what appeared to happen. Mm. Dr. Scott, that's the reason I do not eat egg yolks very often. It's because Dr. Scott back in the day told my mom to like have him watch, watch, watch the egg yolks. You don't want to jack up his cholesterol. He probably knew my family history way back then, man. That's he knew you, and he knew your family. Yep. Adult patients keep their pediatricians for a variety of reasons. Those with developmental or intellectual disabilities might remain with their pediatricians into adulthood, because changing doctors could be especially traumatic. Totally. Other adults may simply have not gotten around to shopping for an internist, but people with lifelong conditions like congenital. <laughs> Congenital what? Herpes? Heart defects. That's a lifelong condition too. Sickle cell disease or cystic fibrosis can maybe oh fucking hell. What? Can have an especially difficult time you think graduating. You're cystic fibrosis? No, I don't. Difficult time graduating. Although I do believe, is that the one they test for? When you are cystic fibrosis? Is that that the gene test for I think you'd know if you had cystic fibrosis by now, man. Dude, I, I'm not suggesting I have <laughs> I think we, I know somebody who has that. Do you? Um, a small, yeah, a child. Oh, I think I know you're talking about, yeah, that's, it's a brutal. Well, they're doing great. I'm, it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. They seem to be doing fine now. I don't, the. There's a movie. Oh boy. Called Sick. Who's interrupting who? The Life and Times of, God, what's the guy's I name? I believe cystic fibrosis is the one that you get a genetic test for if you say you're about to have kids and they test you and your wife. And I believe I actually, like, I'm a carrier or something. But mm. you both, if you both have it. Then look out. Then the child can get it. Mm. But if only one of you have it, they can't. Very moving documentary. So I maybe I have a little bit. I got a little bit. About a, uh, a sadomasochist. Is that cystic fibrosis? And performance artist. Bob Flanagan, that's his name. And he has cystic fibrosis. So half the movie is him, like, nailing his dick to a board. <sighs> but then he also has this other side where he goes and... Uh, Volunteers at these summer camps for kids with cystic fibrosis and sings them songs and shares his experiences. Not his dick nailing experiences, but just like his experiences dealing with that disorder, that disease. I guess he's got a high tolerance for pain. You better believe it, man. It's a beautiful film. While doctors have to be certain... So he, this, I read this, I'm like, oh, okay, great. So there's actually uh, legitimate reasons why you would maintain your sure. pediatrician. 
I'm more interested in the illegitimate reasons, right? Yeah, the personal ones. Well, the longing for like, oh, I remember, because that's, I felt good. I felt- Dr. Pulfrey, is it? I had Dr. Bondareff. Bondareff? Bondareff, and he actually lived on my block. Oh my God. Uh, can you believe it? Lucky for him that you weren't- I never hy- bugged him. I was gonna say, it's lucky you weren't a hypochondriac as a young child. I felt cared for. Dr. Bondareff, my chest is tight. Why did I have a heart attack? <laughs> I felt cared for. <laughs> you are cared for. <laughs> no, I'm not now. That's true. I know who my doctor is. Like, You're going to die last. Oh, I don't want... Here's... The, here's um, so that got me thinking. Can oh, I... Man, I'm sorry. All I'm thinking about now is how sad it's going to be if that's true. Yeah, just, you just, idiot. Just No, just you alone. Oh, I thought you meant if I have a heart your attack family's this gone. How's, what are you going to feel like if I have a heart attack this weekend? You and your tarot. Well, I don't think I'll assume much responsibility for that. Yeah. It's the universe, man. It's not like I it's not like I will something to happen. I'm just reading the signs that are out there, Mark. I thought, hey, can I go get back and get my pediatrician? Are there any rules here? While doctors have to be certified to treat children, that's good. <laughs> there are no rules for when a patient must switch to another doctor once the patient reaches adulthood. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommended in 1938 that patients be no older than 18 years of age. In 1969, it raised the recommended age for ending pediatric care to 21. <sighs> See, I lost Dr. Scott when I was... I wasn't even a teenager yet. It was very traumatic. What happened? I don't know. We moved. <laughs> Start going I had my pediatrician through... I think it got awkward right in those college years. Well, you wouldn't know. I've seen pictures. It did look awkward. Well, you're home for break. You're still on your parents' health care sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, go go to Dr. Bondareff. You're like 19. Yeah, it's not as good. But I I felt cared for. (laughs) You felt cared for. It's hard to find a quote. This is a... It's hard to find a quote. I'm going to read you. First, there's a... This article talks about a guy who's like 47. 47 years old. And he goes to Children's Hospital of Minneapolis or Michigan. Children's Hospital of Michigan. Wouldn't that be hilarious? If you're like in the waiting room, there you are. Just with like a bunch of kids sitting next to You've that got school your two bus kids toy. And there's this one like guy, 47 across, just like sitting there. Reading a highlights magazine. Yep. He's got a congenital heart defect. He's like, this is where I go get my care. Uh, here's another voice from what? From the crowd. I'll save the name because I think you'll like the name. It's hard to find a primary care doctor who will give you the time and the focus you had with the pediatrician for all those years, says Diane Pickles. Oh, Pickles. Even when my son was 17, his cardiologist said- Damn it, that's the best name. Said to hold on to the pediatrician until they kick us out. That's a great name for a dog, too. Pickles? Isn't there some- There's a show with a dog named Pickles. Uh, Maybe it's Martha Speaks, that PBS show with the talking dog, Martha. Maybe. It's like there's a dog named Pickles on that show. Hey, Bowie, can I start calling you Pickles? You can. It'll take four days for him to switch. That's it? Yep, you can change the name throughout their life. Pickles. You got to keep doing it, though. Bowie. Well, you're going to have to work on it. See, his eyebrows moved. Yeah, you're going to have to work on it. He's smart. It doesn't happen right away. This got me thinking, why the fuck don't we have cohorts of lifelong doctors? That's a good question. You keep Dr. Street. What's his name? Dr. Street. Well, here's the problem, though. You you get old, the doctor gets older, too. I want him getting old with me. I know, but the doctor, how old was Dr. Bamford? Dr. Bamford... Was, uh, Probably in his 40s when he's seeing you. You yeah, want an 80-year-old? No, no, but you could work this <clears throat> system. You get yourself, so when you turn, I guess when you're born, 
oh, that's a problem. You'll have to figure out those early years because you can't have a 10-year-old taking care of a one-year-old. No. But if you had a doctor, if you were like 20 and your doctor was like 35, but then that doctor was just following you for 40 years. Well, you need a legacy network. You need your health record machine. No, no, by that time you're about 40, right? Soylent bottle, put no. your barcode on it. When you're like in your 20s and Dr. Dr. Bamford, Dr. Buckles is uh, in his 60s and he knows I'm going to be retiring soon. Mm-mm. He brings in a, an internist. You don't want that. But, though, but I'm saying you get that, you get a doctor who's like right ahead of you. So they've gone through some of the stuff you're going to go through. It's not going to work though, man. Not with a pediatrician. You're not going to have Doogie Hauser for everyone. But your pediatrician doesn't stop being, they, they graduate. Then they like, they start off just seeing kids. Then 10 years later, they're seeing adults. Well, that's fine, but then they're still going to be a lot older than those adults. At some point, you're going to have to switch to a different doctor. Your doctor's going to die before you do. Those last, well, you never know, but yes. Yeah. In your case, those last 40 years alone in your bathroom. <sighs> I like it. It's a good idea. At what age would you start? Don't get all focused on the obstacles. Yeah. If you were like completely alone and like old, would you like start, would you smoke, do drugs, you think? I think it would probably just make me feel so bad I wouldn't. Mm. I'd be like, <coughs> yeah, I'd probably I can't so. have that beer. No, I'll be up all night. Well, I think well, there's a comedian that talked about that, that he's going to wait till he's like in his, if he makes it to like 75, then he's going to start. That's when he'll do like heroin and all those crazy drugs. Maybe LSD, microdose. Wow, it'd be weird to like, if you were tripping really hard and looking at your saggy skin, it would probably, dry, hey. it would freak you out. I'm just telling you. What are you going to do? A powerful and provocative voice for Southern food, Kim Severson in the New York Times, writing about? Uh, Paul Prudhomme. John T. Edge. Have we talked about John T. I feel like we have. That was very light. That was very I'm light. i quiet for you this time. Cluster bomb, too, huh? Keep them together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the South itself, John T. Edge is complicated. He is part scholar and part kingmaker. Wait a minute. (laughs) He's a kingmaker too? That's why I put the lead in here for you. He is part scholar and part kingmaker. A conscientious white man. (laughs) I think I said that right. It just took me a while. You said conscientious? I did not. Con... (laughs) doing it again, man. Conscientious. Well done. White man in a Billy Reed sport coat who makes his living wrestling with the food legacy of a region built on slavery. I have a Billy Reed t-shirt. It's cashmere. Mr. Edge has a new book, The Pot Liquor Papers, A Food History of the Modern South, Penguin. It spans 60 years, starting with the cooks whose food fueled the Montgomery, Alabama bus boycott in 1955 and ending with the South of New Immigrants, where the fried okra might be sprinkled with fish sauce or the barbecue ribs doused in... Cocaine. Gochujang! Oh. It is the moment in our history I find most compelling, he said. I'm a hopeful Southerner who tells truths about the South. That's at least what I intend. All right. You got nothing. What do you want me to say, man? This guy's a kingmaker. I like him. He's a Southern gentleman. He is. He's a paradox. I've been. You just wanted to talk about the South. All you want to do is brag about how you're from the South. I did a nice Q&A with John T. Edge. You can find. I'm sure you did. I think that was with New Hope. I'm sure it's online. And I paid him a visit in uh, Oxford, Mississippi. I had his little st- his staff there at uh, the, uh, you know, 
The really? University. You son of a bitch. <clears throat> Edge was an unlikely candidate to unpack the South's rich but brutal history through food. Is Penguin Books sponsoring this name-dropping segment of yours? A middle-class, small-town boy born in Clinton, Georgia. The same year federal marshals had to escort the University of Mississippi's first black student onto campus, Mr. Edge was a high school fullback, I am not that, who went on to pledge a fraternity, no way, at the university. You didn't do that, did you? No. <laughs> Look at you. University of Georgia. He dropped out. I would never do that. Because of what he calls a lack of focus. And now our paths meet yet again. A lack of focus? Like many progressive white Southern men of his generation, he struggled. I wanted to reconcile my profound love of the South with the deep anger that boiled in me when I confronted our peculiar history. Did he retain his Southern accent, Mark? You spoke with him, right? He does. That's good. Because sometimes he never left the South. People leave the South and they lose that accent, and it's sad because that's that's a wonderful accent. Edge began to understand what Mr. Edgerton, this is his mentor. uh, Wait, John T. Edge had Mr. Edgerton as his mentor? Egerton. I think it's Edgerton. Who died in 2013 meant when he said that Southern eaters had a responsibility to pay down the debts of pleasure owed to the enslaved African cooks and farmers who came before. In 1999, 50 like-minded cooks, scholars, and writers founded... Wait, what does that mean exactly? Pay down the debts you of pleasure? You owe a debt. Yes, the debts of your pleasure. Okay. How do you pay them, though? Just by being mindful? Different way. Here's one way. Okay. In 1999, 50 like-minded cooks, scholars, and writers founded the Southern Foodways Alliance and made Mr. Edge the director. How does that pay down that debt? By Based at the Center for the Study of Southern Culture at the University of Mississippi, the Alliance has since collected nearly 1,000 oral histories and made dozens of documentaries and podcasts. There it is. About people who cure, cook, gather, grow, fish for, and serve food in the South. Lovely. Great guy, right? Is there a cookbook? I don't know if there is a cookbook. They have a symposium. We should go to that sometime. It's like a... I think it's kind of an event. Mark, we, can't, we get invited to so many events, so I many know. symposiums and expos, we cannot go to all of them. You know we're going to be at Goop Health, though. In, in it. In Goop Health. Up in Goop Health. The, um, some people like, like to dig at him because he's a white guy. Yeah, he thinks he's pretty fly for a white guy. Huh? Low-hanging fruit, right? Oh, yeah, tell me about food, white guy from the South. <clears throat> he counters. <laughs> He takes all of it to heart. And the Alliance's pro Alliance. That's actually sounded the Alliance. Yeah. That's very- <laughs> the Alliance's programming has improved as a result. But as he says often, Southern food is first and foremost black food. There you go. If you are going to think and write about Southern food, he said, the first thing to apprehend is the debts of slavery and the imprint of slavery on this place. So if I'm remembering right, our good friend Tunde Wei had some interactions with John T. Edge and at one point basically you said got that exactly right. Give me your job. That was the very public interaction they shared in the pages of the journal that John T. Edge, I think, edits, maybe, hmm. contributes to, is known for. Tundewe was not made leader of the alliance. <laughs> the alliance! No. Um, there were several people like Tunde who've come at him in certain ways. And what's interesting about John T. Edge is that he's open, he listens. He is blade of grass, not mighty oak. Without fail, all of those people go, you know... Now I kind of understand what he's doing. Now I like the guy. I'm in the fold. He brings him, he brings him right in. That's all it is, because if someone's coming in to strike you, if you, ha- if you have ultimate jujitsu, you can turn that into a hug, Mark. You can turn an attack into a hug. 
Turning attacks into hugs. Since. Is that too big for a button? Oh. Since. How long have we been around? Two years. Yeah. I used to feel bad about making noise moving the mics. But yeah. then I listened. I've been listening to Oh Yeah Do a little bit. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like mowing the lawn again and stuff. They have like, it's like they're whipping their mics against the ground practically. Well, one of them's walking around. That's why. I know. But the other one like, have a. Moving the cord. And you know what I was listening to the other day? Because we're thinking about this. Uh, how to pull off the Skype podcast with the oh, big yeah. name. Fucking Chapo Trap House. Yeah. Almost up to 60 grand a month. But that one guy who's in the core group is yeah. always Skyping in and they don't make no qualms about it. Yeah. It'll be like. <laughs> then they were doing Skype interviews. So you had Skype guy in the mix of the interviewers and the interviewee Skyping in. Was, Just let it, let it go. Was it distracting. They did it pretty well. Um, <clears throat> Are you... I need to... Hold on. That's fine, man. I'm just going to... I'm on Slack and I need to set my... Oh. Set my shit to away. Slack? You've never used Slack, Mark? No, I actually never have. Really? Wait, how do I Are do this? Are we still recording? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> I didn't want it to make that noise again. Oh, yeah, dude's pretty good. They don't have, it's, it sounds pretty good. It doesn't sound. No, it sounds good, but then like when they start roaming around and making a bunch of noise. Oh, okay, there. There was one episode where he called, you probably, did you hear that one where he called like that ketamine clinic? No. They he, were doing calls? There was, there was some. FedEx oh, delivery. There was some outreach for like, we're doing a study of, Speaking about antidepressants, people on antidepressants, it's not working. We're doing a study to see if ketamine is going to help. And he's like, I want in. And he just called him up on the podcast. Jonathan or Seth? Riff, who do you think? Well, it seems like Seth would think that's funnier, but Jonathan would actually want to take the ketamine. Okay. Uh, got, got some hopeful news to go out on uh, from Ed Yong, The Ed. Atlantic. Ed. This, I went to Twitter to find something juicy for our final story of the week. This was dominating, Mark. Uh-oh. A new Ebola outbreak in the Demic- Democratic Republic of Congo. That's not what I want to go out on. Well, it's a heart attack episode, man. So, At least I didn't say you were going to die of Ebola. You can travel inter- internationally. Probably be worse, right? Without fear. To die of Ebola? <laughs> I don't think there's a worse one, no. Oh, sure. I mean, come on. What do you mean? Having a flu that like makes you crap out your guts? It's a couple of days, though, compared to. What about years? It's of, a couple of days where you're dying and you can't, you have no contact with anyone because you'll make them sick oh, and die. That's so. Oh. Yeah. God so think damn about it. that. This is a terrible episode. The Ebola virus has emerged again in the Democratic Republic of Congo and brought along two of its primary symptoms confusion and misinformation, Mark. Mm. So we're fighting right here. That's why I'm putting this on here. Got to spread the good information. Is this the one you get from the mosquitoes that gives you the small head? Oh, my God. Since April 22nd, 2017, there have been nine suspected cases of hemorrhagic fever in the DRC. That was really close. Hemorrhagic. It's really close. The hard, you've got the hard part. How, how would you say it? Hemorrhagic? No! That sounds weird. Hemorrhagic? Hemorrhage. Well, I know it's hemorrhage, but... When you, when you drop the E, it should change the G. Good job, man. Three of these people uh, have died, one of whom tested positive for 
Ebola Zaire, the most dangerous oh. of the virus's several species. I want to know the other subspecies. Of the nine cases, five have been tested, and only one has been confirmed for Ebola. It is not clear whether the five tests included all three deaths. So there you go. Ebola Zaire is the worst. Mm-hmm. You've got to watch out for Ebola Sean and Ebola Pickles. pickles. Ooh. I, oh, <laughs> chills. All right, well, let's see. We're in, we're in Trump's world now, a very disorganized world. Let's hope that we can shore up any outbreaks and, and be a part of shoring up outbreaks in uh, he's not, places directly are you affected. Kidding? Like he's ever going to be affected by Ebola? No. He should so. be. It's his problem. Wow. This is that kind of podcast. It's his job. It's his job to have these problems. That's true. James Comer was fire. Match episode 117. Vegetables forward. Uh, whisper in your lover's ear. Text the sound hawk. 303-548-6877. Next week. Big episode next week. Mark Pittman. Sure.